locked up and no place to go. You're at home and uh, you're enjoying this service, but I just want to remind you, the scripture said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm in the midst of them. So if you're alone at home, I just want you to know that God is with you. So that makes two of you. So where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm in the midst of you. And God is in our midst. I also was thinking about our city today because all over this city, there are individuals like yourself that is at home. You're worshiping God. You're seeing what's going on through the social media that we're using but if, if we were angelic beings and uh, this, the Bible said that we're the light of the world, I just wonder if there are demons in our world today that would see from the homes of every one of you around this city that you're letting your light shine and that you are worshiping God. And the Bible does talk about the day of Pentecost when there was an uh, outpouring of the Holy Ghost, that there was cloven tongues like as of fire. It wasn't literally a fire, but I could imagine that demons around homes would have to steer away from your home tonight because you're sending up praises and you're worshiping God in your home. So we're so happy that you are listening and we're so happy that you're a part of us. Uh, we miss you, we love you, and you're a part of us. And uh, as I look out across this congregation tonight, I can see your faces. You may not be here, but I can see where you sit. I can see Sister Westbury, Sister Black. I can see Sister Nita Jenkins, and I can see Brother Alvin and Laverne Wilson. I can see Brother and Sister McAllister, and I can span the audience, and I can't name everybody, but I can see you here because your heart is with us, and we can feel the presence of God, even though we're not in the same building together. There's something powerful working even today through all of this. Baptisms have taken place. People have received the Holy Ghost, and there's an outpouring of God's Spirit, and we're thanking God for it. Praise God. So let me read a scripture to you, and uh, then I'll let you stand because I'm sure you're seated at home, but you can stand. Reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 6, and verse number 5. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. I would like to preach to you tonight from this scripture. Woe is me. But I'd like to leave off the is me and just preach from woe to wow. He said, Woe is me, for I am unclean, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. But then he said, Mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts, and I say, Wow. From wow, from woe to wow. Let's ask the Lord to help us, and God will touch each one of you wherever you are that God will bless and strengthen you from the word of the Lord today. Savior, we love you and thank you today that you have given us great peace through this time of struggle. 
this crisis in our world, but you are in the midst of it all, a Savior that knows and understands what's going on. And I pray that you will touch our homes and all that are listening. And there are those that are listening that may have never come to this sanctuary, but I pray that you will guide them to this sanctuary once we join together and they can move from a woe is me to a wow is the Lord. We ask your blessings in Jesus' name, and you can say amen. God bless you. From this passage of Scripture, we find Isaiah declaring how he felt in a very woeful attitude and spirit when he said, Woe is me. He recognized that he was a man that was undone and a man of unclean lips. And then he mentioned that he dwells in the midst of a people of unclean lips. If there ever was a time that we are living in a day of unclean lips and unclean people, it certainly is the society that we live in today. And so Isaiah made the remark, woe is me, because here I am, I am undone, I am a man of unclean lips, but I dwell in a people of unclean lips. But then he said, mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And I say, wow. If you ever get a glimpse of who Jesus Christ is in the midst of a world that is undone, in the midst of a world of unclean lips, in the midst of a world of a people that are unclean lips, uh, if you could just get your eyes above the world and above the things of the world enough to know that you could be able to see Jesus in it all and be able to say, well, I was a person of an unclean lip, and I was amidst the people of unclean lips, uh, but my eyes have now seen something better, and I see above the horizon of mankind, and I see the rising of the King of glory, and I have to say, wow. Wow, you may be a person of unclean lips, uh, and you may even during this crisis have been one to say, woe is me, what am I going to do? How am I going to survive? Get your head above your problems, uh, get your eyes above the situation around you, uh, and begin to see the Lord in it all, and you'll be able to say, wow, wow, wow. He spoke then of seraphims that came around him, and then he said, one of them picked up a coal off the altar in his hand, and he took it in the tongs and put it off the altar and touched my mouth with the coal from the altar and said, lo, this has touched my lips, and thine iniquity is taken away. So here is his statement, woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips. But the angels of the Lord took a coal off of the altar and touched it to his lips and said, Thine iniquity is taken away. I'd like to preach to you in a way today that would help you understand that even through the airways, uh, there can be a touch of your lips uh, and the gift of the Holy Ghost could be poured out upon you uh, and you could go from woe is me to wow, it is the Lord. He said, thine iniquity is taken away. Wow. You can say, wow. And thy sin is purged. You can say, wow. When your iniquity is taken away, 
I'm telling you, you could go from woe is me to wow is the Lord. From unclean lips to clean lips. And then he heard a voice that said to him, whom shall I send? And because he had been touched by the coals from the altar, he said, I'll tell you what, God, I'll go. I'll do it. I'll tell this people. I'll talk to them. So here we are today. You're scattered throughout this city, your homes. You're maybe even home from work at times during the week. But you can talk to your neighbor. You can talk to somebody. And you can let them know that in the midst of a crisis, there is a God that's bigger than the crisis. There's a God that's bigger than the woe of the world. Because we have come to know the wow of the Lord God of heaven. He said, indeed, you're going to understand not and you're going to see, but you're not going to perceive. There's just a lot of things that we don't understand today. We don't understand this social distancing when we trust God for everything, but we do it because we know what's best for society. We may not be able to see the outcome of it all, but we know for one thing, God is in control. The old saying and song said, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I do know who holds tomorrow. I'm reading from the message translation from this same passage of scripture, beginning at verse one, where I began at verse five in my text. I take you back to verse one, and it speaks about the year that King Uzziah died. And he said, I saw the master sitting on a throne high and exalted, and the train of his robes filled the temple. Angels hovered above him. Six wings here, two wings there, two wings here, faces here, and feet there. And they flew, and they called back and forth one to another, holy, holy, holy is God of the angels and the armies of heaven. I, I just want you to know today throughout this city, I happen to believe tonight that because of the spirit of God and how he works, uh, that all over this city there are people praying and you're worshiping God in your homes. Uh, we've never been able to cover this city in the same fashion we're covering this city tonight. We're worshiping God all over this city today. We're praising God in homes all over this city. Our light is shining. I would be a fearful devil if I was a devil today because the church is not going to be defeated. The church is going to rise above it. We are going to survive and we're going to live for God. Oh, the world will say, it's doomsday. It's woe is me. I'm as good as dead. Every word I've ever spoken is tainted or blasphemous. It is even vile. And the people I live with talk the same way, using words that corrupt and desecrate. And here I've looked God in the face, the King of God, the King of glory, the King, the Lord, who is able to meet the needs wherever you are. Oh, I know you could say, woe is me today. I have to stay in my home. I can't work. Maybe you're working. Maybe you're not. But somewhere in the midst of it all, you have a wow moment with Jesus Christ. You can say, woe is me because of my predicament. But if you could get your eyes a little bit 
bit higher, you can be able to see the master who will say to you, who will step out during this time of crisis and proclaim my goodness to somebody close to you? Who will be able to proclaim my goodness to somebody that's in despair or saying, woe is me? Why don't you let the wow factor come and help somebody in your neighborhood, somewhere where you're working? You have something to say to them. It's wow, wow, wow. Look what God is doing. I know. Look what the world is doing. I know. Look what the politicians are doing. Look what the bank's doing. Look what my mortgage is doing. Woe is me. But in the midst of all these crises that we face, let me just tell you something today. God knows how to bring victory out of seeming defeat. Woe is me. But when I saw the Lord, I had to say, wow, look what the Lord is doing. Matthew, the 11th chapter and the 21st said, he began to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done because they repented not. Woe unto thee, Chorazin. Woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. Oh, friend of mine, if you could just stop and consider for a minute what God has blessed you with, what God has done for you, wherever you are, why sit around and say, woe is me, when you can look for one little blessing, one little hope, one little victory, one little healing, a time where you can say, wow, look what the Lord has done. There was no wow in Bethsaida. There was no wow in Chorazin. They had been in in, in their lifetime and their lifestyle. And the Bible said, if things would have been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented a long time ago. And I say to you today, when you really count your blessings of life and health and strength, you need to be repenting even now. For it is one of the Lord's prayer, in the midst of the Lord's prayer, where he taught us to pray. He said, forgive us this day. Forgive us this day. I'm going to repent every day. I'm going to repent because I, I know I have a woe is me attitude once in a while. I know every once in a while I say to myself, what are you doing in this environment? Uh, but I'm telling you also, I can look above my troubles uh, and say, wow, look what the Lord has done. And he went on to say in verse 22, but I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which are exalted unto heaven, you'll be brought down to hell for the mighty works which were done in thee. Had they been done in Sodom, it would have remained unto this day. I wonder if you can get above your predicament. I wonder if you can get above the sorrows of life. And I may be preaching to somebody that tuned in and just heard that we're having service online. You may be sitting in your home today and wondering, woe is me. 
Let me just tell you, there's a wow factor in living for God. There's a moment that you can rejoice and understand that God can forgive your sin, wipe your troubles away, and bring you through to victory. He said, I will show mercy to whom mercy, and I will give hope to them that have hope. Uh, somewhere there has to be the wow factor. Find a reason in times like these to say, wow, look what the Lord has done. Verse 25 and at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Babes in Christ. Wow. God knows how to reveal to you what you need even while we preach today. Even while we worship together, houses separated around our city, God knows how to meet your need and reveal things to you. I know there's troubles, there's trials, there's temptations, there's failures. There's all kinds of things that come to us uh, in these times of crisis. Uh, and we could say, woe is me. But I want you to look above all of that and see the Lord. And when you can see the Lord, Isaiah said, I saw the Lord in the year Uzziah died. We're going to look back one day and say, I remember COVID-19, coronavirus. It took some lives. And they went on to glory or on to their reward, whichever. But we went on to worship the Lord. And we said, wow, in the midst of a crisis, our God is alive. He is well. I read an article some time ago, and the title of that article was The Wheel, W-E-A-L, The Wheel and the Woe and Diverse Destinies. Woe, of course, is great sorrow or distress, misery, trouble, difficulty, problems, trials, misfortunes, setbacks, financial woes. But that wheel word is something that we don't use much anymore. Goes back to an English word. But it simply means uh, in the midst of all of this, uh, there is happiness, a positive attitude, pleasant emotions, ranging from contentment to intense joy, prosperity and the state of flourishing, thriving and good fortune and good social status. Uh, the wheel and the woe of life. You must decide for yourself. Is it going to be woe is me? Or is it going to be wow, look what the Lord has done. Maybe you could just stop right now where you are. And I could stop where I am. And we could lift our hands together and thank God that he's bringing us through this. Uh, lift your hands together. Savior, we thank you in our homes uh, scattered throughout this city. Uh, there's victory in our homes. Uh, and we thank you for the wow in living for you. Uh, we thank you for the victory in all of this uh, that you have brought us through. Uh, in Jesus' name, uh, praise God, praise God, praise God. Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 15. Behold, they say unto me, Where is the word of the Lord? Let it come now. And as for me, I have not hastened from being a pastor to follow thee, neither have I desired the woeful day. Thou knowest 
that which came out of my lips was right before thee. Be not a terror unto me. Thou art my hope in the day of evil. Throughout the Bible, over a hundred times, the word woe is written. It speaks of a time of distress. It speaks of a time of trouble. But verse number 10 of Ecclesiastes chapter 4 said, For if they fall, the one shall lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Oh, if I could preach to you for just a moment today, wherever you are, you may be alone in a crowd. You can be alone in a crowd. You can feel lonely in the midst of other people's joy and happiness. Uh, And you could be like Isaiah's statement, woe is me. But remember, in the midst of all of this, uh, there can be a victory because even if you're alone and nobody there to pick you up, you're an environment of unclean people with unclean lips, and you're saying, woe is me, why am I here? I can tell you that you're not alone because Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He will pick you up. Not only will he pick you up, he will carry you. He will carry you. He will not only just pick you up, he will carry you. Verse number nine of Isaiah chapter three said the show of their countenance does witness against them and they declare their sin as Sodom. Sodom, they hide it not. Woe unto their soul for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. Say ye to the righteous. You have something to say and you need to say it. You need to say it when you need to go to the grocery store. You need to say it when you go to work. You need to say something about what God has done for you. You need to talk about it. Woe unto the wicked. Now you don't go up to somebody that's wicked and say, woe is you. You got to be careful with that. But if you see somebody that is in that position of woe is me, why not talk to them about the wow factor? Wow, look what the Lord has done in my life. As for my people, children are their oppressors and women rule over them. O my people, they which lead thee cause thee to err and destroy the way of thy paths. But the Lord, verse 13, the Lord standeth up to plead. The Lord standeth up to plead. In a world where oppressors are heavy and strong, we're living in a world of oppression all around us. Oppression is heavy on some. But I can tell you in the midst of woe is me, there is a wow is the Lord. For not only does the Lord stand to judge the people, but he stands to plead your cause. God wants to take you from where you are and make you better than you are. He wants to take your woe is me attitude and get you to a place of wow, look what the Lord has done. Look where he's brought me from. You may have failed. You may have stumbled. You may have bruised your knee. You may have stumbled so bad that it looked like you could never get up. But if you would just reach up, there's a hand. The everlasting arms of God is underneath of you to pick 
pick you up and his hand is not shortened that it cannot save. No matter what you have, have gone through this week, last week, last month, or even just today at noontime, lift your head above and say, God is here and God is, I don't have to say, woe is me. Isaiah chapter five and verse 20 said, woe unto them that call good evil and evil good, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes. My, I could preach for a while about a few places around our world that they're wise in their own conceits. They're wise in their own eyes. Uh, they're prudent in their own sight. They think they have the answers for all of this. Uh, and let me, let me just tell you, scientists are having trouble finding an answer for this COVID-19. They're having trouble finding something that will cure and stop this. They have the whole world frightened about it. But I saw a sign on the back of a house just day before yesterday. It said, fear puts more fear, but hope puts more hope. I can tell you today, the world is fearful in a lot of ways, but you know, let me just, let me just remind you, church and church family, that if we all dropped dead today from COVID-19, we would be that quick in the presence of the Lord. So I'm saying that not as being morbid, but as a hope to help you understand that why should we sit around and say, woe is me, look where we are, look what we're going through, oh no. This is one of the greatest opportunities for the church, I believe. I believe we're gonna see people come to God because of this very situation we're in. There's gonna be such an excitement when we gather together the first service. I don't know whether we could even get through the first song without a shout down and a breakthrough because we're gonna say, wow, look what the Lord brought us through. You need to shout so loud your neighbor can hear you. Woe to them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength that mingle strong drink. Listen to what he said now in Proverbs 23 and 19. Woe, who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babblings? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? The scripture said, they that tarry long at wine, they that go to seek mixed wine. In the particular day that this was written, there was not the availability of prescription drugs or illegal drugs. But our world is constantly looking for something to fix their life. They're looking for something because they feel, woe is me. They're, they're looking. Who hath woe? Those that are addicted to things that are temporal and passing. Those that are addicted to things that will not bring them hope or bring them direction. Their addictions, whatever the addiction is. I say, if we look back just a little bit into verse 23 of that 23rd chapter, the writer said, buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Instead of sorrow, why, why buy something that brings you more sorrow? Why spend your money 
and, and only have more sorrow where you say, again, woe is me. Why not buy truth? Buy something that's everlasting. Get a hold of something that can change your life and change your direction. Isaiah said in 55 and 1, he said, Ho, ho, not woe, but ho, everyone that thirsteth, come to these waters. And he that hath no money, come and buy. Wow, wow, you don't have to have money to have this. You can, have, you can be so poor you can't pay attention. I wonder if I caught you off by surprise out there. You can have no money at all, but there's a wow factor in God. I've watched through the years as people have come and gone throughout this congregation. Some are here today because when they came to God, they had nothing. They didn't have a car. They didn't have a job, but God opened doors. God opened the windows of heaven. And today, instead of woe is me, it's wow, wow, look what is happening, and look what God has done. I know the book of Revelation is symbolic in so many areas, and it's hard to grasp and understand in a lot of areas. Uh, but Revelation chapter 8 and verse 13, he said, And I beheld and lo heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, 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 or in other words, trouble. Trouble, trouble three times to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. The second woe is past. Behold, the third woe cometh quickly and the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying, listen to this, this is the wow factor. The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and forever. Let me tell you, you're fed up with politics. You're fed up with politicians. Uh, our king is coming. He's going to set up a kingdom, an everlasting kingdom, and it'll be forever. Well, hallelujah. And the kingdoms of this world will have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he's going to reign forever and forever. Verse 12, he said, therefore rejoice. Wow. Rejoice, ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. But woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you having great wrath. Because he knoweth that he hath but a short time to work. Can I just preach to you today for a few more minutes and let you know that those that live for Jesus have a better chance at saying wow than saying woe is me. You can walk away from your defeat. You can walk away from your troubles and you can walk into the presence of the Lord. For the devil has come down with great wrath, the Bible said. And I personally believe that we're living in a time where the enemy of our soul is tormenting like never before. He's tempting and destroying and working against the church. But it's time for the church to start saying, wow, instead of woe is me. Time for us to start saying, wow, hey, we don't go to church tonight in a building, but we have church in a, wow, because God is here. Reach out and touch the Lord right now, as the old song said. Reach out and touch the Lord. You can touch him where you are, and you can say, wow, look what I feel. The Muslim world... You've seen them. 
I've seen them in shopping centers in foreign countries uh, at the particular time of day. They lay out their prayer cloth. They face towards Mecca. It doesn't matter who sees them. It doesn't matter who cares whether they're there or not. Sometimes we as apostolics, we don't stop even in a day and pray. What grieves God's heart more probably is when he sees them pray. They're not praying to him, but they're praying. They don't understand how they're praying, why they're praying. Why can't we pray throughout the day? Why can't we touch God throughout the day? I say we can, and I say, wow, watch what God is doing. During this time, you can get a hold of God. I was in the backyard today praying. You can pray wherever you are. I was in a chicken coop praying today. You can pray wherever you are. There's people that receive the Holy Ghost in chicken coops, pig pens. There's people whose lives have been turned around when they were saying, woe is me, look where I am. But suddenly they felt the wow of the Lord. I have to read from the book of Psalms, chapter 103 and verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Come on, let's walk away from defeat. Let's walk away from sorrow. Let's walk away from woe is me. Let's walk into the wow realm. If we're not careful, we won't even wow. The Lord is great one time before service. Uh, but if we start doing it every day, no telling what God's going to do when we come back to the house of God. And all across our city, somebody has felt the power of God. They may not have known what it was. Uh, they may have thought it was an earthquake. They may have thought it was a tornado, a wind blowing through the house and the windows and the screens rattling a little bit. They may not have known what it was, but I'll tell you what it was. Uh, it was your neighbor praying for you wherever you are. Your neighbor is saying you need to have a wow moment with the Lord. Lord, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Forget not all his benefits. Remember his blessings instead of woe is me. Remember his blessings and say, wow, wow is the Lord. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. Uh, forgiveness and healing. What a powerful God we serve. Reading on, he said, who redeemeth thy life from destruction Wow. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Wow. Who satisfies thy mouth with good things. Wow. So that thy youth is renewed like eagles. Wow. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. Wow. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. Wow. He will... Not always, child, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins. Say, wow. wow. Say, wow. wow. He has not dealt with us according. I can say, woe is me. I dwell in a land of unclean lips, uh, but I see the Lord in it all. I look above it all, and I can see the Lord. And I'm saying, not, not woe is me. 
No, I'm saying, wow, the Lord has forgiven my sins. He's not dealt with me after my sins. He's not rewarded me according to my iniquities. Wow. For as the heavens is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. Wow. For as far as the east is from the west, so far he removeth our transgressions from him. Wow. Get some hope today and understand the wow of the Lord is able my, 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 tell ye and bring them near, Isaiah said. Let them take counsel together. Who hath declared this from ancient time? Who hath told it from that time? Hath not I the Lord, and there is no God else beside me, a just God, a Savior. There is none beside me. Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. I like what one man wrote, he said, and he was not a preacher, but I've heard some people repeat it, but he said, everything we worshiped, God took away. We went to stadiums to worship sports figures and God took it away. We went to theaters and worshiped actors and God took it away. We went to bars and worshiped alcohol and addictions, and God took that away. Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. You can feel undone, or you can feel like a person of unclean lips. You can feel like, woe is me, woe is me. But look what God has done. As the musicians come, I want you to stop and consider for a moment. What has God done for you? I know it may be lonely at home. I may, you may not be able to go as often as where or as far as you've done before. But somewhere in the midst of it, there's a reason to look for God in it all. Uncover it. Take the shroud off of it. Look what God has done. And say, now... I am going from woe to wow. I'm not woe is me any longer. I'm going from woe is me to wow. Look what God is doing. As we come to a close tonight, I know you're at home. Some may even be tuning in that have never attended this church building before. Very possible you've already heard from a neighbor. We're having church today on Instagram. The preacher's preaching, the singers are singing, the musicians are playing. You may feel like, what's the use? Why should I even try? But I'm here to tell you today, as a child of God, there's great moments, even the times of distress. There's victory in seeming defeat. There is joy in the midst of sorrow. Woe is me, oh no. Wow, look what the Lord has done. Somewhere today where you are seated, your home, maybe your family's gathered around or it's just you and the Lord. You're not alone, the Lord is with you. But let me advise you very, very spiritually, and I'm not that spiritual of a person in that sense, but everywhere you go, there are spirits in our world. But you can take the one supreme spirit of it all, the Holy Ghost of God, 
and bring victory to you everywhere you are. So instead of woe is me, wow, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Lift your voices up with me, Savior. As we pray all around this city, we're in the midst of an unclean people and unclean lips, a people that does not love you, a people that do, does not know you. And I pray somehow, O Lamb of God, that as these airwaves go into the homes, that the neighbors will feel the power of God, the presence of God. And while they're sitting saying, woe is me, someone is saying, wow, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Oh, bless the Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Sing it wherever you are. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me. 